I can't believe that Jun is drinking with me. I can't, I can't believe I got the guts to ask her anything. I can't ask her things. This is the After Disaster Broadcast, created by J.J. Ranvier. Fellow survivors. No, wait, let's, let's do this right. Hello to all my weirdos. We're here with Jihun Judgy Pants. Like, right, I, I, I knew that. I totally knew that. I so knew that. It's okay to not know everything, Joe. I know. So, you asked to interview me? Yes, I... Why? What? Hey, 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 I'm supposed to be doing the interviewing here. Okay, but why do you want to interview me? It's just that you're, you've, we've been traveling together for a while, and I just feel like there's all these things I don't know about you, but I'm usually too afraid to ask you, And but right now I, I, I have drunk confidence, and, and I, I just I find you intimidating. That's on purpose. Okay, okay. It's just you're so strong and cool and smart, and I just want to know you, so... Who are you? Is this how you normally do this? <laughs> no, I'm junk, but... Do you want my normal interview? I guess. Okay. Uh... Hello! <clears throat> Hello to all my weirdos. Welcome back to another episode of Weird Like Me. I'm Joe Prendergast, and my guest tonight is a very special person in my life, my travel companion, Jihan. We've brought Jihan on to talk about what makes you a weirdo. I don't understand the question. That's what my show is about, was weirdos. I'm a weirdo, Scout's a weirdo, you're a weirdo, but like, why? Okay. I, my name is Zhang Jihan, and I am a, was a pilot for I love flying more than being on the ground. I love the pull as the plane gets off the ground, and I love that... And weirder. I don't know. Your family? Everyone's family's weird. What's your family like? Hmm. My mother was completely supportive of my joining the Air Force. Just, she didn't like how not feminine I've always been. Nope, weirder. Fine. 
fine. I love horror movies. How much? I... I own a lot. How many? I stopped counting after 200. <laughs> oh, yes! Yes! Perfect! Oh my god, I could kiss you, you weirdo! What? I... Oh, um, can I kiss you? No, no, I have a wife. Oh, a what? I'm married to a woman. I, I know what a wife is. I understand matrimony. It's just I have, I have so many other questions to ask you. Like, like what? Okay. What's your wife's name? How long you've been married? Did your parents come to the wedding? What kind of wedding was? Did you have it? Wait, wait, wait. Can can we just not? Oh, not. You want to go off mic? Yes. All right, I'm back, sober and made of headache. Drunk me tried to filtrate water once, and it. Ended in a modern art piece on the bathroom floor. It's my own fault, but totally worth it. Oh, worth it, worth it. Because off mic, Jihan opened up to me. Not in the way that I open up, like ask me about where the bathroom is and I'll tell you my life story, but yeah, with a little bit of prodding. I learned a lot about her. A lot about her childhood. A lot about her mom, who was actually fine with her doing AROTC, and even her bringing home girls for Christmas break, but always, always gave her crap for not being more girly. Her dad found plenty of things to give her crap for. Some of this stuff she told me. We stayed up late trading stories about our families. Well, I guess trading, it wasn't really equal trade, because I was still a blabbering bag of tangents, and she usually managed hers in about three seconds, or sentences. Okay. Alright. So, the wife thing, it explains the bigger reason why she wanted to go back to Chicago. She's always been a little bit vague about it, and it, well, apparently it was because she was afraid to come out to scout. She didn't know what type of southerner she was, and it wasn't worth the risk. So, finally, after tonight, she told her, and Scout was, of course, offended that she didn't tell her sooner. It was all like, I don't give a hoo-ha about what you do with your hoo-ha, you goober. <laughs> Typical. But... Yeah. I guess she's married. Well, at least I didn't have a crush on another straight girl, right? It's, uh, it's gonna be a while before I get over this crush. It's hard to be around someone, especially someone amazing like her. Just push past your feelings, but she's my travel companion first, and therefore... Her comfort is first, so I will somehow 
Get over her. Oh, our apocalypse rebounds a thing? Location update? Uh, we left the casino, got back on the road, and, of course, it was going to happen eventually, but since we're going off old, old map printouts, but this is when the printouts are wrong. We're trying to avoid going into towns until we're sure there's more adequate distance between us and those men, but this time, looks like the highway used to go around the town, but now it goes into town. <sighs> Considering they stopped at smaller towns, I can't imagine that they just skipped over. Oh. Was that? Oh, it's a mall. Location update? Yeah, kinda a mall. I think the ghosts even abandoned this ghost town. There's a lot of empty storefronts, and I'm guessing they didn't take the time to move out after the volcano. There's only one restaurant in the food court. One. How do you fail at being a restaurant in a food court? All you have to do is serve food to teenagers and only give them food poisoning no more than two times. The only real cluster of stores is a weird amount of recreational type places like a gymnastics studio and karate and whatnot. I caught Jihun almost smiling at the boxing studio. Of course, she's into boxing. I wonder... I, I am going to get over this crush, no matter how hot women boxers are. No matter. Anyway, anyway, this place. I was talking about this place. This place is spooky. It's, uh, looks like it's fairly unlooted. Like, they didn't even bother with this place, because what were they going to do? Steal balance beams and dirty leotards? The thing I find surprising is, considering the furniture store town, there's so much space here. I'm surprised no one has taken up residence. Oh, oh, bark, bark. It's one of the men, I think. It's, it's, uh, it's a man's idol. I just witnessed something awesome and ridiculous, and I've seen a tiny dog riding a tiny horse in person. <laughs> So we were on the lookout for a directory when I saw the random man and he looked angry and on the prowl, looking for someone, something. We hid in a Victoria's Secret, hoping that whatever it was, it wasn't Victoria's Secret that he was looking for. A fair assumption, but still an assumption. Then we heard the man shouting something along the lines of, I'm gonna get you, but less wicked witch and more man who won't leave you alone at a bar. We all know that tone. So we went to see who he was aiming to get, just in time to see the man trip over a tripwire at the end of the hall. Not the craziest thing. Uh, and not even the fact that he was propelled by spite, so he just gets up and keeps running after someone, which would normally be our cue to leave. You know, get away while the man who's running around chasing people is chasing after someone who isn't you. But then 
We hear him scream a stream of profanities, one of which included bitch. Few things flick me off like hearing a man use the word bitch. It wasn't just me. I think Jeez Glare could have started a bra fire. So fierce, so... Anyway, we all, we all stormed after him. But it turned out we didn't really need to. He chased the person into a drugstore where he learned, and we all got to watch him learn. It was full of booby traps. Seriously, some, like, legit in-DIY Jones stuff. An entrance covered in noisemaker toys, wires that triggered all manner of things to be flung into his face. Absolutely nuts. Slightly smarter than the Home Alone burglars, he gave up after a few seconds and tried to run out only after getting smacked in the face by several exercise bands and pantyhose. But we were blocking the entrance, and one raising of Scout's axe made him flee back inside, only to trip over a wire and bring a shelf down on him. The trap setter person saw us helping, so thankfully they didn't try and set a trap on us or, I don't know, set us on fire or something. Any of those reasonable reactions to strangers. In fact, even better... As a thank you, they offered to show us around the mall to the place where they hadn't set traps yet. G wanted to look for some clothes to replace the ones that had been worn for weeks straight. Shirts that were gray, not white anymore. Scout wants to know if we can smash all the storefronts, because, of course. But we were all thankful that one of the trapless places was Victoria's Secret, because we need, we need clean underwear I wish their bras came in my size or especially wish their sports bras were anything worthwhile but oh okay Uh, Scout is slingshotting every thong she can find of course update personal I think guess. We have a new companion. Probably temporary, because Scout has accidentally called them she twice now. Either way, you should know about them. Though, I guess really the fact that they insisted on stopping by the library before we left is all you need to know. Even though this library, well, I mean, who puts a library in a mall? But that's not their fault. Anyway, Elliot has been hanging in here for a while, and it it shows, mainly because their aesthetic, if you will, is queer mall rat. <laughs> Super faded purple hair and pleather, not leather, pleather motorcycle jacket with many pins. They even have one that says, we're queer, we're here, I'm already out of beer. Classic. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to try and not fall in love with them next. Great. Update. They grabbed a survival book and a Klingon dictionary because I mentioned it. Baka, come on! 
<sighs> Alright. I'm doing it. I'm gonna give a location update, but... Ugh, it's not a great one. I, th I thought the mall was bad, but this... This boulevard gives a whole new meaning to broken. There aren't even for rent signs. There's just a bunch of stores that you know did not manage to stay open that you just look at and go, How did you stay open? Absurdly large vitamin shop. Both of them. They're just, oh, anyway, not the point. Right now, Elliot is trying to help us find food. Maybe just to get Scout to stop mentioning her mission for jerky. She's always on a mission for jerky. But it's it's hard. Looks like with each new town, the men get more and more destructive. I thought the mall would be the worst of it, but it looks pristine compared to the rest of stuff. Like, for example, I think they tried to blow up the Denny's. They failed, but that's because Denny's has a protective charm around it for being a 24-hour restaurant. That's why the Taco Bell was not spared. The reason the mall is better off, though, is because of Elliot. They'd been moving from library to library within the town, learning skills to keep going. I know, I know, fucking nerd. But they'd been avoiding the library in this sad mall, because they didn't think there would be much in it. And then the one time they go check on it, that's when those men came through. So they got stuck there a while, living off the scrappiest of scraps. Because every time they tried to go outside, they'd see smoke from something burning or hear something going on. And then they'd notice the smoke getting closer and closer, like some sort of ominous sign. So they found a book on booby traps, as you do, and started finding ways to protect themselves. So this is, this is the really cool part. The part where they get even cooler. They stole, well, I guess got some bows and arrows from the archery range inside, and they set them all around the mall rooftop. And then, when the men tried to come in in the first time, they found a way to shoot them all from multiple places so it looked like there was more people in the mall. Brilliant. They got the idea from a castle defense book, because, of course. But the men came back for another attack sooner than Elliot thought. Hence us being able to get in, along with that one guy. The thing is... All of this, I'm still... I'm still confused. Like, what is these men's deal? Like, what... Oh, God. Does that... Does that sign say what I think it does? Fellow survivors, I'm so sorry to drop off a little. I, I know now. I know these men. I know who they are. Actually, I know these men very well. Many of us know these types of men, at least, in some capacity or another. Because these aren't just a few over-enthusiastic preppers. Maybe maybe it started out that way, but I think they got joined by the, by the type of men who felt or saw this as a second chance to get all those things they felt owed. And then this particular group... 
take it even farther. I know them, some of their members from calling into my radio show just to harass me, sometimes threaten me. They all seem to come from this one board, this one board that had a saying. I saw a saying spray-painted on one of the road signs on the boulevard. Where's Tua Vitamia? Your death, my life. They believe in their superiority over others to the point that they believe the cost of challenging it is your life. I'm gonna need some time to think through this. I guess process it. I just, I never thought I would run into these people again. Stay safe, fellow survivors. There are few things more dangerous than an angry, humiliated man. Thank you for listening to the After Disaster broadcast. This was written and produced by J.J. Ranvier. The voice of Joe Prendergast is J.J. Ranvier. The voice of Ji-hun is Bonnie Fun. The outro person is me, Caitlin Robb. Our audio editor is Rory Strawn Mock. Enjoyed the podcast? So did we. Subscribe to keep listening to us and leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. In return, email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com that you did and we will send you one of our rad stickers as a thank you. Not a bribe, just encouragement. As extra encouragement, we've started reading out some of our favorite reviews, like this review from Cult of Trash. This podcast tackles incredible issues from mental illness to menstruation after civilization is gone. However, there is also a lot of moments that are incredibly funny. Thanks! To support Joe and her journey to Chicago, please check us out at patreon.com slash theafterdisasterbroadcast where you can get bonus content for supporting us with your money. For more on the broadcast and surviving the apocalypse, check us out on Twitter at AfterDisasterBC or on any media that makes you feel social in this wasteland. And now, we leave you with this. Survival tip. Remember the rule of threes. You can survive three days without water, three minutes without air, three seconds without all the blood in your body.